Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And I want us to laser in on that. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I want to preach to you tonight for a few moments on a new chapter. Amen. Somebody shout a new chapter. Amen. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the presence of God that we feel in this room tonight. Oh, help us, Lord, help us. We need you to help us. We can do nothing without you. You even told your disciples that. For without me, you can do nothing. But Lord, your word also says that with you, we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. Help us tonight speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, and the church says amen and amen. Thank you for standing with me for the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. A new chapter. I need God to help us. I need him to speak to me. I need him to deal with me. We all have some places that we just say, I wish it was over, and I wish it wouldn't have turned out the way it did. Can somebody say amen? Anybody ever prayed prayers, and you said, that was not what I asked for? That wasn't what I prayed for. That was not what I intended. It's not what I set out to accomplish. But yet we find ourselves in this life trusting the Lord and depending upon His Word as the Bible teaches us to do. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Amen. We lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways we acknowledge Him. He directs our paths. The path sometimes leads us in places that we didn't necessarily want or we didn't necessarily ask for, but yet, nevertheless, here we are. And we trust the Lord and we depend upon Him and we know that He hears our cry. We know that he's not a God afar off. He's a God that's at hand. And his word teaches us that he's not far from every one of us. All you have to do is feel for him. And some would say tonight, if I could just feel God in this room, if you change your perspective from I need to feel God and just start feeling for God, you might just find God. Amen. You feel after him and you can find him, though he be not far from every one of us. That's what the book of Acts says. I said he's not far from every one of us. He's not closer to you or closer to you or he's not rubbing up next to somebody else and not you. I mean, knows the same God that's available to you is available to me tonight in this room. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Aren't you glad that's not just a one-time deal? Amen. I'm glad that's not just a do it once, get it over with, and never do it again. How many's called on that name sometime today? Amen. I, I, I've called on his name. I've prayed his name over sick babies, and I've prayed his name over fried chicken. I've, I've called on his name in times of trouble. I've called on his name in times of distress. I've called on his name when everything was well. Amen. And sometimes I found that he answered me immediately. And then there were other times 
that I just had to wait and I had to just be patient. Had to just tarry and wait a little while. And somewhere we find out along the way that God is faithful. We hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering for one reason. It's because He is faithful. Amen. I said He is faithful. That promise. He's faithful to do what he said he would do. God's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He's faithful to his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not one shot, not one tittle of this word will pass away. Amen. He's the same to a thousand generations. And I have to believe and I'm convinced tonight that God is not finished with us. Because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He holds the pen in his hand and he has the ability to write the next chapters of our life. And even though some would say, well, I'm ready for this one to come to a close. We sometimes have to deal with what we're dealing with in the moment. I'm going to read to you just a little bit out of John chapter 11. And we know this is the story as the raising of Lazarus. Just bear with me for a minute. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick, because surely if you love Lazarus the way that you say you love Lazarus, You'll stop whatever you're doing, drop whatever you're involved in, and you'll come running to Bethany because, you know, it's not just an acquaintance. This is not just, you know, just another house call. It's somebody that you consider a friend. It's someone that you have said, I love Lazarus. He's not just a friend. He's not just an acquaintance. He's someone that uh, Jesus has built a relationship with. His sisters said, Lord, he's sick. And we know you love him. But Jesus heard that. And he said, this sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God. That the Son of God might be glorified thereby. But listen to verse number 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. How many knows you've not even gotten five verses into this chapter before the Holy Ghost wanted you to know it ain't just Lazarus Jesus loves. He loves Mary and he loves Martha too. Amen. Somebody ought to raise your hand tonight and say Jesus loves me too. Amen. You might as well go ahead and just squash the lie of the enemy that says God loves them more than he loves you. Amen. The only reason he's not answered your prayer is because he doesn't love you the way he loves them. I mean, the Holy Ghost wants you to know he don't just love Lazarus. He loves Mary and he loves Martha too. Hallelujah. When he heard this, therefore, amen, he said that he was sick. Jesus stayed two days still in the same place where he was. He didn't make a move. He didn't stop what he was doing. He didn't, he didn't drop everything and go run into Bethany. He stayed for two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, he said to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples said, well, Lord, I don't know if you remember or not, but the last time we were in Judea, they tried to kill you and tried to stone you. Amen. I don't know if it's a good idea to go back through Judea, but Jesus answered 
answered and said, Are there not twelve hours in day? If a man walks in the day, he stumbleth not, because he has seen the light of this world. But if a man walks in the night, he stumbles because there is no light in him. Jesus said, We know where we're going, and we know what we're doing. We're not in here tonight taking a shot from the hip. You didn't show up on the, on the first night of camp meeting and say, Wonder what we're going to do when we get here tonight. Wonder, wonder what's on the agenda. No, you knew good and well when you came through that door that you were coming to a house where we're going to pray and we're going to worship and we're going to lift up holy hands. Amen. We're going to sing praises to God. The word of God is going to be preached. The altars are going to be open. There's going to be dancing and rejoicing and drawing near to God. Jesus said, we know what we're doing. We're not walking in the darkness. We're not walking without understanding. We walk in the day. How many's glad tonight that we are the children of light? We're not, we're not in here just shooting from the hip and hoping something happens. We know that if we draw nigh to God, how many knows he will draw nigh to us? We know if we do certain things, we're going to get certain results. And Jesus said, Amen. He said, If a man walks in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. These things he said, Amen. And then he said, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I'm going to go that I may wake him out of sleep. And his disciples were so carnal and minded that they said, Lord, if he's asleep, just, just let him sleep it off. He, he, he's doing well. We don't want to disturb him. We don't want to bother him. They didn't want to go through Judea. Amen. How be it Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking of a rest in sleep. But then Jesus said unto them plainly. Has anybody ever had the Lord to speak to you plainly? Anybody ever had God to just really get your attention? And he spoke something so profound and something so monumental that it just opened your eyes and it caused you to see the reality of what God was doing in your life. Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. Amen. But listen to verse number 15. Lazarus is dead and I am glad. Aren't you glad verse number 15 doesn't stop there? That the Jesus said, Lazarus is dead and I am glad. Why are you glad that Lazarus is dead? He said, I'm glad that Lazarus is dead for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. We're talking about the we're talking about the disciples. They've seen blind eyes open and deaf ears unstopped. They've seen lame legs walking, dumb tongues talking. They, they've seen miracle after miracle. They've seen water turned into wine. They, they've seen fish and loaves feed multitudes and multitudes of people. But Jesus here said, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there with the intent that you may believe. What is it that they need to believe? At some point, you and I have to come to a place in our walk with God. We believe in miracles tonight. We believe that blind eyes can be opened and deaf ears can be unstopped. We believe in that tonight. I don't have to convince you of that, but somewhere in our journey of faith, we must come to the reality of knowing and believing that a man can be dead and live again. You've, you've got to settle that. Amen. They hadn't come to that place yet. He said, I'm glad 
that Lazarus is dead for your sakes. Amen. You've got to know that a man can be dead and live again. And they made their way to Bethany. Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem. Amen. And many of the Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort them concerning their brother. But when Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But listen what the word of the Lord said. But Mary sat still in the house. Now that might be something you just glance over and read over and don't think much about. But I've read a lot about Mary and that's not her personality. When you ever, whenever you see Jesus, how many knows you usually find Mary? Amen. When Jesus is present, you find Mary in a, in a posture of worship. You find her in a place of humility. You find her in a place where she comes before the Lord with gratitude and gratefulness and thankfulness. But here the word of the Lord said, Martha went out to meet Jesus and she met him, but Mary sat still in the house. That's not like Mary. It's not like her to not just drop everything she's doing and come running to Jesus. Amen. You can go back into Luke chapter 10 and you can find a, a, a little bit of the personalities of Mary and Martha there at, a, at another time when Jesus had stopped by their house and they were hosting him and there was a, a dinner and there were guests in the house and Martha was serving and she was preparing and doing what needed to be done and you know when there's a lot of things to be done you appreciate the help and Martha got to looking around and all of a sudden there wasn't no help Mary had vanished and disappeared and she got to looking for Mary and she looked in the room and Mary is at the feet of Jesus and she's listening to the word of God Amen. Martha gets a little disturbed and aggravated and frustrated and Martha says you know I, 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 I need her in here Amen. I'm glad she's getting whatever she needs but I need her in here and Jesus picked up on the spirit of Martha and he understood and realized that she's cumbered Amen. much about serving and she's careful and troubled over many things and, 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 and Jesus says Martha what's the matter with you and she said well you know there's a lot of things to do and I need Mary in here with me and she's in here with you but how many knows Jesus said Mary has chosen that good part and you can't take that away from her Mary understands there may be chicken to fry and there may be clothes to fold and there may be dishes to wash and there may be things that needs to be done but how many knows Mary understands that if he's in the house you gotta shut it all down hallelujah if he's in the house you can fold the clothes later if he's in the house you can feed the family later if he's in the house amen we'll mop the floors later but while he's here I'm going to drop it all lift up holy hands and begin to worship if you realize tonight amen that Jesus is in this house you would lift up your hands and begin to worship him and magnify him and give him the glory that is deserving to his name can somebody praise him just for a minute hallelujah Amen. We we see we saw we see Martha's personality. She gets agitated. She gets frustrated. She gets a little aggravated. So now I'm going to go back over to John chapter 11. And let's read John chapter 11 with what we know about her in Luke chapter 10. As soon as Martha heard he was coming, she went out to meet him. And Mary sat still in the house. Martha came to Jesus and listen what she said. She said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. 
I'm going to apply the personality of Martha in Luke chapter 10 to John chapter 11. Amen. I hear a little bit of frustration in her voice with Jesus when she says, if you would have just been here, my brother would not have died. We called for you. We sent for you. We asked for you. We even put a little extra love on it. Amen. To let you know. Amen. It's serious. And we need you to come. And you didn't come. This didn't have to happen. This didn't have to take place. But nevertheless, here we are. If you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Amen. But listen what she said. She said, but I know that even now whatsoever that you ask of God, God will give it to you. And Jesus said, thy brother shall rise again. And she said, well, I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection in the last day. But can I tell you something tonight? We're not talking about the resurrection in the last day. We're not talking about in the sweet by and by. We're not talking about somewhere out there in the great blue yonder. I mean, those we're talking about right here. We're talking about right now. Amen. We're talking about this service. Amen. You ain't got to tomorrow yet. We're talking about what God can do in your life right now. In this service. In this house. Do you believe that tonight? I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. But then Jesus asked a question that I've got to ask you tonight. He said, believest thou this? Do you believe what's being preached to you? Amen. Do you believe what's been proclaimed to you? Do you believe what the Holy Ghost has ushered in to this room tonight Amen. to bring you deliverance and to bring you freedom and to bring you to the reality of the presence of God in your life. He said, do you believe this? And Martha said, yea, Lord. And she said, I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God, which should come into the world. And when he had said, amen, she went her way and called Mary and, and secretly Amen. And she said, the master's come and he's called for you. And as soon as Mary heard that, she arose quickly and she came out to meet him. I mean, that sounds more like our Mary, don't it? Amen. Jesus is calling for you and Mary comes running out of the house. And the Bible says that Jesus hadn't even come into town yet. He was still in the same place where Martha met him. And the Jews were with her. They came to comfort her. And they saw Mary jump up and run out the door. And they said, we better go with her. She's going out to the grave to weep. Let's go weep with her. Let's go cry with Mary. I found out some folks will weep with you when you're weeping. But I need some folks to rejoice with me when I'm rejoicing. Amen. They seen her jump up and run out the door. She's heading to Jesus. And they take off behind her. The Bible says when Mary was come to the place where Jesus was, she saw him and she fell down at his feet. How I many knows that sounds like Mary, don't it? Amen. Jesus is here and Mary's going to come to him. She's going to fall down at his feet. But listen what she says. She said, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother would not have died. Is it a coincidence that she says verbatim? What? Come on, I'm talking about verbatim what Martha said when she came out on the road and met Jesus. She said, if you would have just been here, my brother would not have died. It's not a coincidence. You know why it's not a coincidence? Because that was the conversation that was taking place in the house while they were waiting on Jesus. 
Come on, that was the conversation that was taking place when they called for him and he hadn't come yet. And they were aggravated and they were frustrated. And they would have said, I don't know what's his deal. I don't know why why he's taking so long. I don't know why he's not coming. Amen. Come on, you hear me? After Lazarus dies, there's a conversation. It's not so much about what you say in your prayer closet. It's about what you say when you're outside of your prayer closet. Amen. It's not what, hallelujah. Come on, you hear me? You got to be careful what you say when you don't think anybody's listening. Because how many knows out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. That conversation was about Jesus before he ever got there. If you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus therefore saw her weeping. And the Jews were weeping that came with her. Jesus groaned in the spirit and he was troubled. He said, where have you laid him? They said, Lord, come and see. And verse number 35, if, 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 if it wasn't on the screen tonight, and I ask you, what is the shortest verse in the entirety of the word of God? You might not know it's John eleven thirty-five, but how many would know it was Jesus wept? How many knows the shortest verse in the Bible wasn't Jesus shouted? It wasn't Jesus ran? It wasn't Jesus jumped? It wasn't Jesus preached? How many knows it was Jesus wept? It's the shortest verse in the entirety of the word of God. Amen. Jesus wept. I was praying. I said, Lord, out of everything you could have said in the entire Bible, amen, that you wanted us to know, why did you choose? Jesus wept as the, as the shortest verse in the entirety of the Word of God. And I felt that nudge of the Holy Ghost and said it didn't deserve a whole chapter. Amen. It doesn't deserve three chapters. It doesn't deserve a whole book. We're not going to spend the rest of the book of John talking about how Jesus wept. We're not going to roll over into the book of Acts still talking about how Jesus wept you're going to get one verse I'm going to cry over it amen I'm going to wipe the tears out of my eyes amen I'm not going you're not going to find me in chapter 13 and 14 and 15 still weeping and crying I don't know about you but I still believe tonight that they that sow in tears will reap a joy and weeping may endure for the night but how many still believe tonight that joy cometh in the morning hallelujah I'm not saying you ain't going to have to cry but I'm going to give it one verse. It's going to get one space. We're going to do it. Amen. And we're going to get up and shake ourselves. Amen. You ought to lift your hands to heaven tonight and declare it is a worth the whole chapter. Jesus wept. It gets one verse. And, and then the Jews said look how he loved him. Watch him weeping. Look at him wiping tears. Some of them were moved. And then some sarcastic Jew spoke up and said, Yeah, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind have not even caused this man that he shouldn't have died? If he'd have just come when they asked him to come, Lazarus would have never died, and Mary and Martha would have never had to went through all this. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, he came to the grave, and it was a cave, and a stone was laid upon it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha spoke up and said, wait. She said, he's been dead for four days. She said, by this time he stinketh. Jesus said, did I not say unto you that if you would believe that you would see the glory of God? 
Amen. Do you hear me tonight? I said, did I not say unto you that if you would just believe that you would see the glory of God? Some of you have to remove that thing in your mind that says, I know he can do it for others, but I'm not sure he can do it for me. I've seen him working for you, but I'm not sure he can move for me. You ought to lay your hand on your heart tonight and say, he's moving for me right now. He's moving for me right now. He's moving for my family right now. He's moving for my children right now. He hears my prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. You old lying devil telling me God ain't moving for me. Amen. Pastor already said, he that keepeth Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. Hallelujah. Amen. He's moving for me right now. Did I not tell you that if you would believe that you would see the glory of God and they took the stone away from the place where the dead was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and he prayed a prayer that if you'll get it in your spirit tonight it'll change your life amen you know what Jesus did he stood at the tomb of Lazarus he lifted up his eyes and he said father I thank thee that thou hast heard me amen listen to that father I thank you that you've heard me go to the next verse amen and I knew that thou hearest me always you get that in your spirit and start praying like that amen when the devil said he ain't answering your prayer you lift up your eyes and and say father I thank you that you've heard me not only have you heard me but I'm thankful that you hear me always anybody ever heard that lying voice that said God didn't hear that prayer you ought to shout tonight I'm going to pray it again I'm going to pray it again I'm going to pray it again Father I thank you that you've heard me not only have you heard me but I know that you hear me always why don't you just lift your voice right now and pray a prayer and say Father I thank you Lord I thank you Lord go ahead just for about 30 seconds and pray a prayer why don't somebody just pray it and say thank you Lord I thank you that you heard me when I prayed Amen. Not only did you hear me when I pray, but I thank you that you hear me always. You heard the prayer that didn't even come out of my lips. You heard the prayer that rolled out of my spirit. Amen. You Hallelujah. You heard the prayer that was in the tears that rolled down my face when I didn't even have a word, when I didn't know what to say, when I didn't know what to do. Amen. I thank you, Lord, that you hear me always. Oh, somebody bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You lying devil. I said you lying devil. I thank you that you hear me. I thank you that you hear me. And I know that you hear me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe That it's you who sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound. Wait a minute. Let Let me read it again. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. Amen. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. But he was bound hand. 
hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin. Amen. Somebody can say tonight, Amen. I'm thank God I've been raised to walk in the newness of life. Amen. But you're going to live the rest of your days wrapped up like a mummy in grave clothes. You're going to walk around somebody say, I'm on my way to heaven. Yeah, but you've got grave clothes on you that you need unraveled and need peeled off of you. Amen. I'm not only going to make it to heaven, but I'm going to enjoy the trip. Hallelujah. I'm not just going to heaven. I'm not just, hallelujah. I want to be free. I want to be loose. I want to be unraveled. I want the Holy Ghost to peel back layers off of my life. You ought to magnify God tonight. Loose him and let him go. Oh, I'm at camp meeting, yeah, but you got grave clothes on. I made it to the end of the year. Yeah, but you still got a napkin over your face. Well, I've been through some stuff. We all have. But I'm going to tell you what the Holy Ghost would like to do. He'd like to unravel you. Amen. Come on, unravel you. Peel back some things and some layers off of you. Amen. Come on, you hear me tonight? You say, Lazarus, yeah, you got to loose him and let him go. I'm going to tell you something tonight. Amen, Lazarus ain't the only thing at the tomb that needs to be loosed and let go. He ain't the only thing that's with grave clothes on him. Brother, I come to tell you, Mary and Martha is just as bound as he is. I said, Mary and Martha are just as bound what they see coming out of that tomb. Amen. Walking out, wrapped up like a mummy with grave clothes and, and a napkin about his face. Amen. Can I tell you something tonight? If you ever get loose from the opinions of others, you'll dance like you've never danced. Amen. If you ever get loose, come on, from the things. There's some of you tonight that need to be loose from the opinions of others that have been spoken over your life. You need to be loosened from words that have been spoken over you as a child that still affects you today. Mary and Martha standing at the tomb and they see Lazarus come out bound and don't even realize how bound they are. Because how many knows Martha is just that old aggravated, frustrated Martha. If you would have just been here. If you would have just been here. What's the matter? We've prayed. We've served. Let me tell you something. Martha is a servant. She serves. It's what she does. It's in her nature. It's in her ordination. She serves. But I'm going to tell you something. God don't intend for his Marthas to serve and be wrapped up in bitterness and aggravation and frustration. Now listen to me. This is a house of servanthood. I, I was over at pastor's house last night. I got up to go get my own water and I, I, I felt like I got in trouble for doing that. You know why I felt like that? Because I'm in the house of a friend. Amen. I, I didn't look at it that way. But I'm going to tell you, this is a house of servants. It's a house where you, the, the spirit of excellency reigns. But I'm going to tell you, the devil would like to have his Martha servant and have hatred in their heart and bitterness in their heart and frustration in their heart. Amen. God don't want you frying chicken and have jealousy in your spirit. God don't want you... 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody, you better hear me tonight. Amen. God wants his Marthas to serve, but I believe God wants his Marthas to serve and have joy unspeakable and full of glory. God wants his Marthas. Amen. While you're frying chicken, you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God wants you out here on a Tuesday running a vacuum cleaner and interceding and praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You hear me tonight? You gotta be set free. Martha? Martha is bound. What about Mary? I mean, those Mary, usually when you see her, she's worshiping and she's soaking up the Word of God. How I many knows John chapter 11, Mary ain't doing nothing like that? Come on, John chapter 11, Mary don't even want to come out of the house. She don't even want to talk to him. She don't even want to see him. She's a little hurt. She's a little wounded. Come on, you hear me? Come on. If we ever get loosed from some things in our life, somebody said, well, I'm free. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm on my way to heaven. Yeah, but you still got some triggers in your life. All somebody's got to do is say that one thing and it pulls you back. Oh, somebody. I said all that has to be done is that one little thing and all of a sudden you're wrapped up in a mind battle again and you're frustrated again and something that happened 20 years ago, all of a sudden you're just as mad today as what you was when it happened 20 years ago. Come on somebody, you better hear what I'm preaching to you tonight. They're standing at the tomb of a man who's wrapped in grave clothes. His face is bound about with a napkin and Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Amen. Loose us and let us go from the things that have hindered us. Loose us and let us go from the things that have so easily beset us and loose us and let us go from the things that have been a uh, things that have gotten in our way things that have been a barrier or an obstacle to us we find ourselves at the end of John chapter 11 standing at a tomb loosening a man from his grave clothes that's the last place we see Mary it's the last place we see Martha and it's the last vision we have of Lazarus oh but I'm here to tell you the good news is this he did not come to leave you the way he found you hallelujah I would be concerned I've been in some chapters pastor amen that I said God when is this thing going to be over I'm going to tell you back in the summer I was in North Carolina and I was preaching an outdoor tabernacle camp meeting I was staying in a little apartment on the grounds and it was hot it was June I was sitting in that little apartment sitting on the bed before I went out to preach I was sitting on the bed reading my Bible had the ceiling fan going over my head and when I, when, when I was reading my Bible the, the, the wind of the fan was picking the pages of my Bible and flipping them over and I'd go back to where I was reading and the fan was spinning so hard it would move the pages of my Bible then I'd go back and I was trying to read where I was where I was going to preach from and after about three or four times of moving my Bible back to that page I felt that unction of the Holy Ghost and there was a little whisper come in my spirit and said why won't you let me turn the page why won't you let me turn the page I said it's just a ceiling fan 
Amen. It's just a ceiling fan. It might have just been a ceiling fan, but I knew what the Holy Ghost was saying. I mean, those you and I have the ability to get stuck in the same old chapter, relive the same old stuff. Amen. Rehash the same old feelings. Amen. Go through the same old emotions. Amen. So you hear me tonight? I'm talking about cycles and ruts that we always find ourselves in. Amen. The things that we always get tripped up in again. Amen. The Holy Ghost wants to blow the page and turn the page and put you in a new chapter and you go to digging back and going back and going back I'm here to tell you tonight if you'll let the Holy Ghost turn the page there's a new chapter hallelujah I'm not here tonight to prophesy to you amen some new season I'm not here tonight to just hang some fancy word over you but I am here to tell you tonight there's a new chapter in this place for somebody if you'll let the spirit of the Lord turn the page in your life amen and let the Holy Ghost do what he wants to do in your life so John chapter 11 we got a little hurt Mary we got a little aggravated Martha and we've got a Lazarus that's being peeled like an onion how many knows that's how John chapter 11 ends but could somebody find me a John chapter 12 amen John chapter 12 and verse number 1 so I don't have to go back up there won't you put it on the screen John chapter 12 I mean he's not a God that come to leave you the way he found you he's not a God that comes to just do something and then disappear John chapter 12 the first verse says then Jesus six days before the Passover came to Bethany where Lazarus was which had been dead whom he raised from the dead Verse number two, and there they made him a supper. Amen. I mean, knows the last time Jesus was there, he was raising Lazarus from the dead. I mean, knows in this chapter, he showed up for supper. They made him a supper, and Martha served. You said there ain't a spiritual thing about that. Come on, it's more spiritual than you think it is. Somebody said, well, Martha served. Yeah, Martha served because it's what she's called to do. But I'm going to tell you, God wants to not just restore you, amen, to a position. I've met some folks along the way that just wanted their position back, but they didn't care about their relationship. Can I have my position back? Have you repented? Have you prayed? Come on, somebody. You hear what I'm saying? They made him a supper. And Martha served. Amen. Martha served. But I don't believe she was serving like she was serving over there in Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, she was aggravated and frustrated. Amen. But I have to believe the Martha of John chapter 12 is a Martha that's in there frying chicken and got joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I have to believe that the Martha of John chapter 12 is glad to be restored back under her rightful position. Amen. Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Amen. You said, well, there ain't nothing spiritual about that if you only realize how much Jesus would just like to pull up a chair with you and sit at the table and talk to you. You said, well, I thought he wanted me to shout. Amen. You'd be surprised he'd like to just pull up at the table and have a conversation with you and talk to you and dine with you and have supplication with you and have friendship with you. 
Martha served and Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. What about verse number three? Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly. And she anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. How many knows that Mary wasn't anointing nothing in John chapter 11? That Mary in John chapter 11 was in the house with the lights off and the shades pulled. Didn't answer no phone calls. Didn't want to talk to nobody. Didn't want any company except a bunch of people that sit around and cry with her. But there's a Mary in John chapter 12 that said if I get another opportunity they ain't nobody in this house going to worship like me. If I get another opportunity they ain't nobody going to love like me. If I get hallelujah. Amen. You might have beat yourself up over John chapter 11. You ought to let the Holy Ghost turn the page and bring you into a new chapter. And when you get in a new chapter, you ought to shout, they ain't nobody going to worship like me. They ain't nobody going to pray like me. They ain't nobody. If I get another opportunity, amen, somebody tonight just needs to break open the spotner. Somebody tonight just needs to break open the bottle of ointment. And quit beating yourself up over John chapter 11. Come on, John chapter 11's got a bunch of hurt, offended. Come on, you hear me? How many of those John chapter 12? We've not even gotten three verses into a new chapter. And Martha, Lazarus, and Mary have all been restored. I said they've been restored back to doing what they are supposed to be doing. And you say, well, what about chapter 12? Does it have its problems? Well, of course it does. Just read on down. It's got just as much problems in John chapter 12 as John chapter 11. You know why? Because you go reading down just a little farther in that chapter, and we find that all these Jews... Now listen, I, I'm, I, I'm thankful to be at camp meeting. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to see you, and I'm glad to see old friends and get to meet new friends. It's a, it's a, it's a joy and a pleasure for me. But if we came in here tonight, and there were people that were not only just sitting here, but the back was full and the parking lot was full and I pulled in here tonight and I said my goodness what a crowd we have for camp meeting I've never seen this many people but if last week before I got here you all buried somebody in this community that everybody knew and all of a sudden you've been to the funeral and you've been to the cemetery and you watch Bob get buried amen and you found out that Bob was going to be at camp meeting on Friday night come on how many knows you ain't going to get if, if inner Price found out that you buried Bob last week and Bob's in church tonight. Friend, I don't care if you're a Baptist or a Lutheran. They're going to come in that door. Amen. They're going to... I'm going to pull in the parking lot and say, I can't believe all these people came to hear me preach. Friend, they didn't. They didn't come to hear me preach. They come to find that there was a man last week that they laid flowers on his casket. Amen. But this week, he's in the house of God. Come on, you hear what? Hallelujah. The Jews, you know what they're doing? All of a sudden, they're coming to Jesus. But they're not coming to Jesus first. You know what they're doing? They're going to see Lazarus. They're coming to see a man who had been dead, but is now alive. And all of a sudden, these people are seeing Lazarus, and they're coming to Jesus. Can I tell you something? Amen. You can't see Lazarus unless there's a Jesus. Amen. 
without Jesus, there is no Lazarus. They're all coming to Jesus because of Lazarus. And you know what the Pharisees said? They said, what are we going to do to stop this? And you know what their response was? There's only one thing we can do. We've got to kill Lazarus. Did you hear what I said to you? In John chapter 11, he died and he's raised from the dead. And we've, we've, we've only moved over one chapter. And now he's sitting at a table eating supper with Jesus. And somebody's already out to kill him. Can I tell you tonight, if the devil could have killed you, he'd already done it. If he could have just gotten rid of you, do you think a man who's sitting at a table eating supper with the man who raised him from the dead is in fear of the opinions of others? If he can raise you from the dead once, come on, how many knows he can raise you from the dead again? Do you think Lazarus is intimidated by the words of the Pharisees? I'm here to tell you tonight there's a new chapter. And if you ever get loosed and set free from what everybody else thinks, you'll dance like you've never danced. You'll worship like you've never worshiped. You'll praise God like you know hallelujah lift your hands to heaven all over this house and magnify the name of the Lord come on begin to pray all over this house come on lift your hands and begin to pray come on I feel the Holy Ghost tonight I feel him breathing upon somebody's pages come on the wind of God's blowing up on somebody's pages right now come on why don't you just stand and worship God all over the house I feel the Holy Ghost hallelujah Come on, somebody pray. Somebody begin to pray. Somebody pray just for a minute. There's a new chapter in here for somebody, and you're so bound. Come on, you're so bound. I'm not saying you ain't saved. I'm just saying you need some stuff loose from you. I'm just saying there's some things hindering you from doing what you're called to do. I'm just saying there's some stuff that's been, a, been binding to you. You got a napkin over your face. What are you doing? Come on, somebody's got to loose you. Somebody's being loosed. Somebody's being loose from something. Come on, loosed in your mind. Loose from something that's been been a been a troublesome. I mean a troublesome. It's been it's been a worrisome thing on your mind. I feel him loosening that band tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. I wish the church would just begin to pray all over the house. Come on, begin to pray. There's a new chapter. There's a new chapter. It has its difficulties too. We're not, we're not, we're not exempt from any of those things. We're not exempt from the battles. We're not exempt from the trials. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm here to tell you there's a place that God wants to sit you at the table. There's some Marys in here tonight. It's been too long since you broke open your spotner. You ain't busted your bottle in a while. Hallelujah. Amen. You pray, but you ain't really prayed. You've, you've lifted your hands, but it's not been that worship. Hallelujah. Come on, I understand. I understand, Martha. You got things to do. Come on, you got things to do, and if you don't do it, ain't nobody gonna get it done. I'm here to tell you, Martha, God wants to restore unto you the joy of your salvation. Amen. You can serve and have joy. You can serve and have joy. Come on, you can serve and have joy. Lazarus, God wants you to come on back to the table. Sit down and talk to him like you used to. Sit down and talk to him like you used to. Come on, Mary. You're going, to let, you're going to let who's in the room affect how you worship? You're going to let what they might say determine what you give God? There's a new chapter for you in this room tonight. 
and the wind of God's blowing on your pages. I said the wind of God's blowing on your pages. He's turning some things for you tonight. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Does somebody believe this? Jesus said if you believe you'll see the glory of God. I believe God wants to show somebody His glory tonight. God wants to show somebody His glory tonight. Let it be revealed in you. You're going to roll over. We're, 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 not, we're not cliche. We're not here tonight to turn over new leaves. And this is New Year's camp meeting. We're not here tonight to make proclamations. But I am here to tell you there's a new chapter. And in this chapter, there's a place for you at the table. And in this chapter, there's a place for you at His feet. And in this chapter, there's a place where you go back to doing what you do for God for all the right reasons. Come on, pray all over the house. If you're here tonight, you're lost without God. Come on, you're not where you need to be with the Lord. He's calling your name just like He called Lazarus. He's speaking to you. He's dealing with you. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? Can I open this altar like this? Can I find some Marys tonight who'll bust through the door and just come on up here? It's been a while since this house has smelled like your fragrance. It's just been a little while. Come on, God's not, he's not, he's not offended at you. He's not hurt at you. He's not mad at you. He's in your house. He's sitting at your table. He's going to let you serve Him. He's going to let you talk to Him. He's going to let you worship. Come on. Tonight the fragrance of your worship don't smell like nobody else's. Won't you come on in the house? Won't somebody come on in the house? In this chapter, the smell and the fragrance of what I have to give God, I'm going to make up for what I didn't do in the last one. Can we come out tonight out of our seats and come into these altars? Can we come tonight? I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're Martha. I don't know if you're Lazarus. I don't know if you're Mary. You may be all three. But I am here to tell you there's a new chapter in this house. And if you'll let the wind blow upon your pages, it ain't going to be like chapter 11. It ain't going to be like chapter 11. Chapter 11 had its disappointments. Chapter 11 had its frustrations. But somebody ought to move in these altars tonight and say chapter 12 has a place for me in the presence of the Lord. Come on tonight. Whoever you are, come do what you do.